Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the first episode of season six of the City Confessions. Today, I don't only have one guest, but I have two fabulous ladies, and I'm so excited to dive into their stories. I am joined today by Erin Swift and Anna Livermore, who are both the founders of Swift Studios, which is a new design-centric photography and event space for creatives, which recently opened in New York. Erin is a former magazine editor turned stylist turned prop warehouse <laughs> owner. <laughs> and Anna is the founder of Vmora, which is a consulting firm that helps fashion professionals achieve real results in the industry. I'm so excited to speak to both of you because upon doing my little research, you have such an impressive resume. So I'm so, so curious to know how Swift Studios came to be and just to, you know, get to know both of you. So welcome and how are you? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm good. How yeah. are you, Anna? Good. It's a little rainy here. <laughs> wow, that was a really nice intro. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Maybe <laughs> we can live up to it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. So why don't we begin by having both of you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, um, obviously what you do, and what your relationship is with New York City. Great. Uh, I'm Anna Livermore, <laughs> um, and I started Vimoro when I, in 2008, uh, in Chicago, um, and was helping launch fashion designers. I expanded to New York. New York was always where I wanted to be from the very first time I was ever in New York. I felt at home. Uh, I, I think New York's one of those cities, like either you feel at home and you know you belong or you never want to come back and it's <laughs> not for you. Uh, so I was definitely one of those people that wanted to be in New York since, since I was little. Um, I wanted to go to FIT and move to New York, but it wasn't something that my family could afford. Um, so it was always just on the forefront of like somehow one day I will get to New York. And uh, one of my girls quit uh, in Chicago and said she's moving back to New York and I asked her to stay working for me. So that is how the New York office started. Um, evolved from there. I spent a lot of time back and forth. And then in 2015, I moved to New York completely. And um, I think it was 2016 or 17, I just moved everything to New York, the full office, and only operate out of New York now. I mean, we still have Chicago connections and um, factories and clients that we work with there. But for the most part, we're in New York. It was 2014. No, 2015. 15, maybe, not 16, oh, 17. Okay. 
2015. I love that I know this about her business. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it, I, I was just racking my brain about like timeline. timeline. Like, no, it was before that. Yeah. So 2015. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Erin <laughs> uh, and I were friends once I moved to New York. Um, and then in COVID, I was desperately looking for just like a routine to work out. I think everyone was to get out of the house. So I posted on Instagram, like, anyone want to work out with me on the West Side Highway? Um, and Erin was like, I'll do it. So she met me to work out and was telling me about her business venture. She was stepping into the prop workshop um, and had the idea for Swift Studios, although she didn't want, she didn't know it was going to be called Swift Studios yet. <laughs> um, I got outvoted. She did. She did. It's a perfect <laughs> name for the studio, Swift Studios. Yeah. No, it's so, so funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask, obviously, you know, since Swift is Erin's last name, like how that came to be. Yeah. But we can dive into that a little later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we actually started with more partners than just Anna and I. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when it's four versus one, you lose. Yeah, she got it. Even though it's your last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the workout, we I was kind of like, I wonder if I'd been looking to do something different for a while. Um, and expand out of just doing pre-production for fashion designers. And I thought that I, I just had my ears open to the opportunity that felt right, like in my gut felt right. Um, and this was the first time where I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I want to do. And this will be, it'll be fun. It'll be something I can do with a partner. I knew I wanted to do something with a partner after doing Be More by myself for so long. And, but like knowing it had to be a specific type of partner that I could, you know, it's like getting married. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I text her. I can't remember who texts first. It was Aaron or I with the idea, but we were both thinking it. Yeah, And then it just evolves from there. So we took over the prop workshop um, in 2020. And then we started working on the construction of Swift Studios in November. Yeah, the end November. of 2020, like late yeah. November. And then now we're here. Yeah, we officially so, opened, officially, which was so soft opening. It yeah. should have been a soft opening Yeah, on um, March 1st. But I would say like, Right now, we're sort of hitting our groove. For sure. Interesting. Okay, thank you for sharing that, Anna. And Erin, can you just tell us a little bit about you? Sure. I'm Erin Swift. Um, I've had a very storied career <laughs> thus far. Um, I started out in the magazine industry. I worked for several of the Hearst magazines, Condé Nast magazines, um, Architectural Digest, El Decor, Oprah, Gourmet, um, you know, a few good ones along the way. Um, in 2011, I left the magazine industry and branched out on my own as a prop stylist set designer. Um, I was doing that on staff at all these magazines. Uh, back then, we called it a market editor, where you were basically the original influencer of... Um, <laughs> like what influencers are now. We were magazine editors back then. Um, and, 
I made the all the pages of the magazine look pretty. And um, I started to take my own clients in 2011. So I branched out to just do Aaron Swift, just my name as a stylist and a set designer. And um, then I did a few other things along the way. I was the creative style director at One King's Lane in 2015-16. I also created a company called Holiday Workroom, where I design, decorate, install, and remove the Christmas trees of the best New York City residents. Um, So I do that like for a month out of the year, which is cool. Um, And then in January of 2020, actually, uh, it was... Uh, rumored that Prop Workshop was going to close, just shut its doors, and that was going to be it. And I was like, no, that can't happen. It's such a great place. I love this place. So I contacted the owners, Lauren and Josh, and I said, what would it take for me to take over? I think I have a few people that will do it with me. Two were former photo studio owners. Um, well, they, at the time, they were actually current photo studio owners. owners. Um, and Lauren and Josh worked with us to take over the business. Uh, And on March 17th, I was here in in the prop workshop and it was like New York City shutting down. And that was the day I was taking over prop workshop. So that was like a little bit wild. Um, From there, our business partners decided to go different directions. Anna told you her part of the story (laughs) about how we connected. We've been friends for a long time. Um, but, you know, to be honest, the real reason Swift Studios started is because it was May, it was the pandemic, there was nothing happening. I was coming here every day to like figure out what I was going to do. How long is this going to happen? I went downstairs and it was, um, I guess it was raining because I had been walking to and from uh, my apartment in the East Village uh, to the workshop. And I forgot my Metro card downstairs. I hit the wrong floor, which we're on 14 at Prep Workshop, and I hit 13. And the doors opened to a 12,000 square foot space that was fully empty, windows on four sides. It was the most beautiful thing I'd seen in a long time. And I just saw the potential. Um, And we have a great relationship with our landlord. Um, I called him and I was like, what if we were to do this thing? And he was like, Okay, you're a little crazy. Um, But yeah, that's how that started. So um, to your question about my relationship in New York City, I I grew up in New Jersey. So this um, is a short 45-minute ferry ride or train ride, car ride to the city. So this has been my city since I was a kid. Uh, Both my parents grew up here. Um, And then, yeah, in 2005, I moved here full time. uh, And I've been here ever since. Wow. I love both of your stories. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Swift Studios is a self-funded project, correct? That is correct. (laughs) That That is wild. I have so many questions. Like one, how did both of you agree to work together? Because it sounds like you are great friends and we all know it's always a risky, I guess, decision when you decide to do business with friends. So 
that? Was it? Was there ever any hesitations, or are you guys both just so trusting and such great, you know, workers at, and friends that it was an easy decision? And then two about the whole funding, especially during COVID times. I I never had any doubts. I I feel like because I had known Erin for so long and I've seen her career and how she worked. I knew that I wouldn't have to worry about things. And like with me working with Bimora, I'm always, I base making success out of creative minded people. And I feel like working with Erin, it's like she's got the vision. She operates differently than me, but like we both can see each other's side. Like I am into the spreadsheets and the forecasting and I can take Aaron's vision and like structurally build it out. I don't know. Is that Yeah. I, I would say like the first conversation I vividly remember that we had about, you know, cause we were friends, but we saw each other's careers grow and build and take turns. And, you know, it was a little wild on both ends. Um, but I saw how well she handled herself in her business. Um, our first conversation, I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember what you asked me, you asked me about sort of the gross profit, the net, the loss, the P and L, all these things. And I, <laughs> and I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Like that's not my thing. I know about making beautiful pictures. I know about making beautiful spaces. I know about creating space that makes people feel good. But I had all the answers for her and she said, okay, you can talk the talk. Like, you know what you're saying. You're not just like, the. She doesn't like it, but if I get her to be like, but I need you to look at it, she can understand it. Yeah, and in that moment, it was just like, ever, you know, ever since we started partnering on this, I don't, there hasn't been a doubt in my mind. You know, I took a short vacation in October and she called me and she said, you need to focus on your vacation. I got what, I got it here. I'm good. And I was like, now that's a business partner. You know, like she's like, I, I can pick up when you're down. You'll pick up when I'm down. We'll raise each other up when we're up, you know, like that kind of thing. And I feel like we have a really good understanding of that. I don't think our personal lives and our friendship like gets in the way. I think it makes it stronger. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I think we're both really there for each other. Yeah. It only no, that's awesome. By myself for so long, that's like what I value in a partnership is like I, I can let her step away and be like, I'm on it because I care about the company as much as you do because you know we're fifty fifty owners. It's it's you and I in this together. And I never really had that. I mean, I had employees and be more that are amazing, but at the end of the day, they're not owners. You know, so part of why I really wanted to do something with a partner was so that it was somebody else in it with you um, that you can trust when, you know, you need you need time off or you need to step away or you need someone to help you or handle things with you. Um, yeah. So that's what I really value about the company. Yeah. In the partnership. I think like also there's that time where you need to tell, you need to put your partner in check or you need to talk them off the ledge. I think we're both there for each <laughs> other. And like, I don't think the next day, Anna is also one of the most 
she does not hold a grudge. Like if anything happens at the office, she's like, okay, this is business. This is what we did. Let's move on. I'm not mad. I just want to get the, you know, get the solution here. So that is really, really great because I am, my agent says, I don't suffer fools. <laughs> she's like, you get to the point, you know, sometimes when I speak. So, um, yeah, we're really great Great partners. I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me more about Swift Studios. Tell me what the mission is. I also understand that, I mean, it sounds like a huge studio. I will be visiting. I mentioned this on Thursday. So by the time this comes out, I would have already seen the beautiful space. But the, you have, I, and I'm not sure if this is more of a question for Erin, since you technically, I guess, are the designer, um, for the different areas with like the spa, the kitchen and the cafe and lounge. Um, is that all, is that ever going to change in terms of design or is it kind of set in stone and then whoever rents it can use the space as they see fit? It's actually a few parts to this. So will the design change? Yes. Design never, I mean, we actually had a saying, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it at one case, like design is never done because once you design something, it will constantly evolve. Um, that said, we've created a space that anyone can change, right? You can add stuff, take away, take away elements, and it will change with the shoot. So it's really, really um, malleable for different clients. You know, if you want to dress it up, dress it down, make it more masculine, less feminine. You know, those kind of things will all work within our space. The The bones are definitely design-centric. Um, we have a lot of white, but you can add paint. You know, Benjamin Moore is one of our partners here. And so we have a great relationship with them. We can get you any color you want, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think you're looking to add something. I, I think that it's just, it's a beautiful space that it's not overwhelming. It's not too much of our style. It, it's blank, but not. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, yeah. <laughs> like New York City. Um, <laughs> you know, I do, I have heard a lot of people walk down the hallway. So we created this um, arched hallway uh, with I think there's uh, over 20 windows down the hallway. It's really beautiful. And we can open the windows on this floor. Um, you know, people have said it just has a really nice vibe to it. And Anna said it before, and I totally <laughs> have stolen this line from her. She's like, it's a spiritual experience every time you walk down the hallway. Well, because as we were building the space and it was like chaos and construction everywhere, the hallway was one of the first things that was done. So you'd walk through the hallway and you'd just get an idea of what it was going to be like. And I was like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Yeah. It feels like you can take a breath. Yeah. That's what I feel like the space does for me. Yeah. When I walk in, I just can take a breath. That's amazing. I can't wait to experience this spiritual, spiritual <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah. And then you can take a bath. And then... <laughs> <laughs> there is a bath. There That's is. amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so I want to shift gears a little bit. I know we've covered both of your quick bios and a little bit about Swift Studios. And I want to bring it back to New York City since I am a native and since Swift Studios is, you know, that's 
that's its home. Um, I always ask my guests, what keeps you up at night? And it's a transition question, but also just to get a little more deeper, <laughs> if that makes sense. And this can be related to both of you as co-founders of Swift Studios or just individually. Um, I don't think we take time often to really check in with each other and have that honest conversation. And of course, we don't know each other. So, you know, it might be a little awkward since we're strangers, but I think that's the whole beauty of it. Like my whole mission is to always try to find a common ground with people that I have just met or or been introduced to. So in this current stage of both of your lives, what is really, really stressing you out? And that one thing where, you know, it's just driving you a little crazy. But I also want to preface this by saying that if you both are living your best life, that is fine as well. <laughs> I love that. I, I have to say blanket statement. Anna and I are both pretty good about like our feelings yeah. and checking in and all this. So this is not awkward. We, I would tell you like my whole life story in detail, granularly. <laughs> um, it's funny because I was talking to my boyfriend this morning and I was like, what do you think keeps me up at night? He goes, nothing. You go to sleep in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say the same. Like, I got really stressed out when everything was opening and I couldn't see a clear path. And, um, you know, I got married this year and we're trying to start a family. And I, I got, and I do this in my life where I just like reach a breaking point where I'm like, I cannot be this stressed out. This is a choice. I just, I can't. So I actually have, I got one of those um, eye masks, the Bluetooth, and I listen to meditation every single night before I go to bed so that I could fall asleep. And it's 25 minutes long and I've never heard the whole story. It's like a nighttime story. So I actually really actively, actively have to keep myself in check because I will get really stressed out. Yeah. I'm like the same way too. Really? Yeah, I mean, there are moments where I definitely can just sleep and like knock out. But any moment that I have, that I just like give my thoughts any attention, then I'm like screwed. (laughs) (laughs) I I have, I really go to sleep in two minutes, not even. But I would say if I have to choose one thing, like the first thing that comes to mind, if you say what's stressing you out, Mm -hmm. it's the damn SBA. The Small Business Association, mm-hmm. um, the EIDL loan, they just, yeah. make, they're making it complicated. I have well, looked into it, yeah. So, you know, we have two business. like you said earlier, it's self-funded. We have two businesses. We haven't gotten any money from the government because uh, we were new in 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though we took over a business, um, it technically we started a new um company um and so that's the only thing that the money part stresses me out a little bit but But i do fine it would help yeah it would help it would help a lot but but we're managing yeah totally and we're profitable which is amazing yeah i I would say (laughs) my next thing i was gonna say was money stresses me out but anna that's like her that's her i don't know what you say that's like your thing that's your jam my jam yeah, spreadsheets and finances. Like and I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying, but okay. You do too. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't, nothing really keeps me up at night. Yeah. That's 
that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so when you guys speak about like money and obviously the business somewhat just started, I don't know if you can say that since it was in March and this podcast is premiering in June. So how would you both define success and what does happiness look like to you or feel like? Well, success to me is being comfortable, being comfortable, being stress-free, having a team I can rely on and not working myself to the bone and feeling overwhelmed. Um, again, with me more, I, I reached a breaking point where I was like, what I'm doing to myself is actually illegal. There's labor laws against <laughs> what I'm doing to myself. If I might as well just get a job for someone who's gonna treat me better than I'm treating myself. Mm. Um, so that always comes into play of like my, my true success is like, we're comfortable, you know, we're growing, we have a path, um, we're not stagnant, we've got a team, we're not stressed. Uh, yeah, that's my definition of success. And what about you, Erin? Um, if we're doing like word correlation, success equals vacation. (laughs) Um, I would say I will feel like I'm really successful when I can take a vacation and not worry about anything, (laughs) not the money, not the staff, not the details, nothing. You know, when we just like, I can book a vacation on a whim and be like, oh, everything's good. Um, yeah. I always think in life there are highlights, right? Things that stand out. And of course, both of you are still in your journeys of starting Swift Studios and growing it. But so far in both of your careers, what has been that highlight moment? Like the moment where you have just been so proud of yourself. I would say mine was when I, when I worked retail, um, I used to read this magazine in Chicago called Chicago Social, and I would get it, and I just loved it, and it had everything that anyone that was like a, a to-do in Chicago, um, and I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2011, they wrote a story highlighting Vimora, and that's when I was like, I really made it, you know, like in this small town Chicago, I mean, Chicago's not a small town, but Chicago Social, it's not like a national magazine or anything. Um, so that, and then recently, Aaron and I were in WWD, which is like the Bible of, mm-hmm. I, I used to, when I could barely afford anything, I had um, a WWD subscription and I would read it cover to cover because I just thought I had to know everything that had anything to do with fashion. And that's where to find business of fashion. Uh, what we were, we just had an article in WWD. So both of those are like touch points of like, how far we've come and um, very exciting. That's interesting because that was, that was, I, I, I have like two or three major highlights that I think of and that was my um, last one. Yeah. Was Women's Wear Daily because that is, like you said, the Bible. Yeah. Um, other highlights for me, uh, when I got a job at El Decor, um, the editor-in-chief, Margaret Russell, she called me to offer me the job. And less than 20 seconds later, I hung up with her. 
and Adam Glassman, who was my mentor, um, he was at Oprah Magazine, still is, um, he called me and he said, you better go to Prada tomorrow and get yourself a dress. And I was like, what? How did you know so quickly? He's like, what do you think? I had nothing to do with this. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, so it was, um, the, you know, that my job offering at El Decor and I would say, uh, my book launch. I was so say, you better mention your I book. forgot I'm an author <laughs> of a decorating book. <laughs> um, I often forget about that. I think cause it was so hard. I kind of, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I launched a book in 2011, a decorating book called French Accents, um, which I, photo- I mean, I didn't photograph it, but it was photographed. Uh, I wrote it, it, designed it, you know, the whole thing. It's published with Clarkson Potter, Random House. So um, that was a huge success as well, because not many people can say they're a published author. Mm-hmm. Every time I get guests on my podcast, I'm always so inspired because I don't know if it's just New York and, you know, the fact that the city is so powerful that it has the ability to attract hustlers and just like people who are just go-getters. And, you know, just hearing both of your stories, I feel like you have, you both wear different hats and have lived almost like different lives. (laughs) And now you're about to start, well, not about to start, you have started Swift Studios and embarking on this amazing journey. Um, since my podcast is, is called The City Confessions and both of you have such a strong connection to New York, um, I wanted to ask you if you can share a confession. And let me first explain why this came up. So the reason why I started, <laughs> the reason why I started my podcast was because, you know, pre-COVID, I would just come across so many people, so many interesting people. And I had a moment where I was like, wow, I don't know if there's a way to truly, truly give a platform and, and you know, like a mic to all these people to share their stories. But in saying that after we hear our stories and our backgrounds and all that, like, why don't we share a confession? Because think about it, New Yorkers, we have a lot of confessions. Oh, yeah. Um, and this can be <laughs> this can be a wide spectrum. It can be something deep, silly. So, however, you're receiving this question, but on an errand, if you can share a city confession, what would that be? You go first. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind is, and I don't even know if Erin knows this, but I have. Um, I'm like, well, you know, I'm claustrophobic and I have OCD. Where's this going? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So when I first came to New York, I really, really had to, I really struggled to get over it um, because I felt I was always closed in. I always had people around me. I would go to my um, apartment where I was staying. It was like a little tiny room on top of a little tiny room on top of blocks on top of people on top of like, I just felt closed in all the time. And I remember trying to find the Whole Foods to get some sage because I thought like the smell of sage would calm me down. But like the Whole Foods was separate, the one that's in Chelsea, where you could get the sage and where you get the groceries. So I'm like having a full-blown anxiety attack in Whole Foods looking for sage because I'm going to die of an anxiety. So and then I have to leave New York. I, I did New York slow because I had an apartment here and in Chicago. So I go back and forth a lot. So it was like this 
just this anxiety, like I've really had to work hard on, um, because I'll get very claustrophobic. I was in Japan and it happened again because all the ceilings are really low in Japan. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, this is how New York used to make me feel. Um, But I really had to fight and get over that like anxiety of like being in a small space with people and small apartments and small bathrooms and small everything. Um, Yeah, but I had to do sage and meditation and float tanks and it was not easy for me. Now I feel normal when I walk around New York. So I don't know if I'm just like used to it and I'm anxious all the time and that's like my new life <laughs> or <laughs> if I was able to get over it, I'm not sure. <laughs> Got it. So that's the only thing. Yeah, I really had to get over. It wasn't easy for me to become a New Yorker, I guess. And that's still really back, interesting I because I, I have somewhat of a claustrophobic like um fear as well but i don't feel that in new york but maybe that's because i was born and raised here right yeah yeah um but like in small elevators i definitely get a little like i freak out a bit um but i feel like new york is so big (laughs) so i don't know but thanks for sharing that and erin what is your confession um it's funny i this is not my saying. I do not know where I got it, but I've heard someone say this before. New York is like a bad ex-boyfriend that mm-hmm. you love so much and you can't get rid of. So you totally. keep coming back. Yep. <laughs> um, my confession is I tried to get rid of New York. I tried to leave. <laughs> I um, didn't believe her. I tried to leave in 2018. Yeah. Maybe 18. Um, I tried to move to Costa Rica. Uh, I was like, it's too fast. It's too much. I don't want it anymore. I moved there for four or five months. I came back to the city. And then I was like, I'm going to pack up my whole life and I'm going to move back there again. And now I open two businesses. (laughs) So um, New York's got me. Uh, My confession is I tried to leave you, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah, New York's uh, the best city in the world. I, and I truly believe that. I don't feel the way I feel in New York in any other place. I've yeah. traveled a lot of cities and I've done a lot of work in a lot of different cities because of my job. And um, I feel the way I feel when I'm in New York is not like anything else. Yeah, I still have those moments like walking down the street yeah. and being like, this is, we this dr- is the dream. We were at my know? parents' house last night for Mother's Day, and um, we drove back into the city this morning, and we drove down um, Bowery, and we're entering at Astor Place, you know, and I just saw the whole city in front of me, and I looked at Dylan, and I was like, I love our neighborhood, and he said, me too. <laughs> you know, you know, after 20 years, I still love it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I agree a hundred percent because as somebody who was born and raised here, I definitely get sick of it sometimes. And it's one of those, it's like so annoying because I feel like the city will like eat you up. Right. And like spit you back alive, but you're still like, Oh my God, I want to do it all over again. And I, you know, whenever I get sick and tired of it, I'll travel. But every single time I land and I take the freaking taxi or, you know, Uber yeah, back home. Same. Yeah. It's like that moment where it's, again, so chaotic. You're in traffic, but it's just something just about it. it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my God, I feel like home. So. And don't you feel like New Yorkers? I mean, I feel like this true 
so deeply. Um, they're just so resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. I think that's probably why when you have all these different podcast guests that have done wonderful things, it's because New Yorkers are resourceful and we can make something out of nothing. And like you said, we'll get chewed up, spit out, and we still stand up and keep going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why the city is really not made for everybody. And I feel like only only the strongest can survive here. I agree. That's why it's not in Miami or, or, you know, somewhere else, because you got to survive the summer, winter, spring, fall. You got to survive it all. As an employer, I see it a lot. Like, um, because I'll get girls that want to work fashion. And it's like, well, we'll see. <laughs> not all of them last. I'd yeah, say like yeah. It's back. not as glamorous as it yeah. looks in the movies. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. You're welcome. As we wrap up, I just have two more quick questions. So the second to last is if you can both tell each other the one thing you admire about each other the most. Mm-hmm. And then I'll... I'll say the last question afterwards. I would say Aaron has this creative eye that like you can't learn. It's not something that it's just ingrained, you know, like she can look at something and make it beautiful by changing one thing. And you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Cause like, I won't always know what it is. Um, and she's one of the hardest workers that I know. She worked this last shoot, like 15 hour days all in a row, like built an entire store it was, it's incredible to see, you know, just her creative eye and like her work ethic and how hard she, she works. Thank you. Am I going to cry? <laughs> um, similarly, I would say Anna is a, an extremely hard worker. I, you know, I, she does it. She does it. But other than that, I would say her sensibility where she can really like, take sometimes I freak out (laughs) I freak out and she's like okay what's the point what are we getting to what do you need what's the solution it's just so calm and specific and thoughtful and it's not the way my brain wants to work usually and so I really admire that she can do that she can pull out the parts that are important and ignore the emotion I think and or the, I ignore the emotion and just but it's yeah yeah you ignore the like emotional response and you're like okay how can we find a solution she's super solution based and I really 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 love that I know it sounds like you both are perfect partners <laughs> <laughs> like you really balance each other out yeah. just hearing both yeah, of you talk true. Okay, so my last question, um, I always have to leave on a high note and I want to turn it inwards to both of you individually. And my last question, similarly to complimenting each other, I would like to know what is the one thing you love most about yourself? Because we don't take time to do that, you know? Like I always have personally have a hard time receiving compliments and now I'm Mm. realizing to just accept it, but also... You know, I give compliments and I genuinely mean it, but like how often are we complimenting ourselves and checking in with ourselves? And that's something that I really prioritize and I want to, you know, give that to both of you. <laughs> so either Anna or Erin, um, whichever one wants to share first. 
Karen's going to have a hard time with this one. (laughs) (laughs) We never talked about the Swift Studios conflict. (laughs) Um, I'm freaking out right now. (laughs) I would say what I appreciate about myself the most is like when things get hard is when I really strive. Like Mm -hmm. when I've been faced with anything difficult in my business, something bigger and stronger and better has come out of it. Um, Like I really go towards the fire all the time. Like I'm not, there's no one else that's going to do it. So I always make sure to step towards it and fix it. Um, And that's what I think helped me get through COVID too, because there'd been like a million things that had happened in my business, um, ups and downs where I was, I could always see the positives that came out the other end. And like through COVID, like Swift and Prep Workshop happened, which is amazing. So if I didn't have that characteristic, I don't think I'd be here. I know I wouldn't be here. I don't want to copy you. (laughs) Well, then it's a good thing I went first. Yeah. Um, Actually, I thought of uh, two things that I really... I do believe that I have a really innate ability to read a room. Mm. So whether it's a person that we're giving a tour to or the landlord, um, I kind of, I feel like I understand quickly what they need and want. Like, do they want me to talk to them like business or do they want to have a conversation? You know, the ability to read a room, I think, is a, a nice attribute I have. Um, where I'm always real, I'm, I'm, I'm very authentic um, in that as well. It's not like a fake, a fake way to do it. It's I'm always me, and my authenticity is really um, an attribute I think I have. I'm not gonna butter you up, and sometimes. It's maybe a bad thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how it is. I like it, though. I like it about myself. It's never, um, or I try not to be. I never have to wonder what Aaron's thinking or feeling, which yes. is nice. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but also gratitude. I'm, a, I'm happy that I can be grateful for even the tough times. Yeah. Because, you know, when a lot of things went wrong building the studio, from construction to payments to, you know, deliveries. (laughs) Like, a lot of things went wrong, but we always had a learning from it. And I thought that was really, for me, I kept coming back to that, and I was really um, happy that that's where my life has led me and not, like, continuing to freak out about something. Mm -hmm. And I think it must be nice that you have each other to lean on and to get you through because like Anna said you know sometimes working for yourself or being by yourself it is hard but knowing that you have each other and obviously there is this trust and comfort um I think really drives the business so with that being said thank you both so much for sharing your stories um right now is the time to plug away so tell us more about Swift Studios I'm going to leave all the description including the website and the address in the show notes so everybody listening be sure to check it out 
but can you both just give a quick summary or I yes. don't know what kind of listening? I got you. Okay, go I'm going to do this. Erin's going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So follow us at Swift Studio, Swift underscore studios. Um, we on Instagram. You can email us at hello at swiftstudiosnyc.com to learn more. We also have uh, a few deals going on right now, which are buy two days, get two days free. Basically, you get 50% off any studio you book. Lastly, we have referrals. Anyone mentions your name or this podcast, then you get 10% of the booking. So say some giant company books $10,000 worth of studio space, you get $1,000 cash. So make sure to tell all your friends, Swift Studios in New York City, we're 1239 Broadway on the 13th floor. Uh, what else? Come check it out. We're all, we're all, we want this to be a space for creatives to come. If you just want to see the space, you want to see the studios, let us know, reach out to us. Um, it's beautiful. We want to share it. We think that word of mouth is going to be the best way to promote mm -hmm. this this baby. So um, seriously, tell all your friends. We have lots of deals, and we're excited to be back shooting in New York City, creating that content. Everything's going to be uh, coming back. So we're excited to be part of the part of the story. Amazing. Thank you both so much for sharing and taking time out of your busy days to come to speak with me and my listeners. I just want to take a moment right now to just send you so much gratitude. I always think when people say yes to me, it's a gift. Um, you're not going to get these 45 minutes back. So I really do hope it was well spent. <laughs> you are without... awesome. We thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was a lot um, of fun. Yay. So I'm going to leave, again, all of the information in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. I hope you all enjoy this episode, and stay tuned for next week's. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.